1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Little Legends Podcast number 40. You may notice I did not hold out the hello very long. It is for a reason because we are on a tight, tight schedule here because we have an amazing guest today. We have none other than the director of esports for Riot Games, Riot Magus. Welcome to the show.
2: Happy to be here. Thank you for having
1: me. So, so excited to have you on. And of course... It's me, Blevins, and we got Boop here too. Don't worry, Boop. I didn't forget you.
3: <laughs> Thanks, appreciate it.
1: I wanted to make sure you got in there, but we're gonna we'll get through all the the housekeeping stuff. That'll be that'll be after, or maybe I'll put it in post. You know, I won't, but maybe I will. Uh, but we want to start off uh, this amazing interview we've got here, like we always do, and talk a little bit about your origin, Magus. You know what what's how, you know what's your origin in gaming? Where did your name come from? All that good stuff.
2: Sure, I'll just take it away. So so Magus comes from Chrono Trigger. Um, I was a big fan of RPGs kind of growing up. That was my first sort of genre introduction to gaming. Uh, like my aunt visited from Taiwan and mm-hmm. bought me and my brother a, like, Super Nintendo and Final Fantasy 4. Or Final Fantasy 2 for, for you Americans that are uncultured.
1: <laughs> um, but, I am uh, uncultured swine, that's <laughs> for sure. Yeah, yeah.
2: And and so J- JRPGs in particular, was, first love. And uh, I always thought Magus was just like a super cool character, you know, like mm-hmm. villain turn good guy that was like pretty new for 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 its time. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I generally always play like mages or wizards, whether it's in like d d or League or anything. That's like, that's my jam. And mm-hmm. so uh, I was just pleasantly surprised that I got it in in League because I I, I like <laughs> signed up for my account in beta. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my gosh, I got Magus. And then when when I joined Riot, they're like, "Oh, you can put Riot in front of your name." I'm like, "I just want people to know that I got Megas." <laughs> <laughs> I'm,
1: I'm, I'm cool. Yeah, I got I got I've got, like, a, I've got a more exclusive name already. Okay, you don't need yeah, to... <laughs> exactly.
3: That's like Chris being available or yeah. something <laughs> like that. Um. Well, that's that's really cool. So you you had a love of JRPGs. Uh, is that what your like first kind of gaming memories are all about? And then would you say that's kind of like what influenced you the most in the in, in the gaming space to eventually want to work in the gaming space as well
2: yeah i think that like my first memory is again i i was like dreaming about when i got stuck in final fantasy i'd like dream about like <laughs> solu- possible solutions to, to the, the problems and like, i was like second grade and so that was to me it was normal um yeah and and I, i'd say they're like the ones that like influenced me the most ended up being like the online like mmo style games like my first my first love were these like online text based muds um <laughs> in aol i don't know like Mm. Man, this is dating me, (laughs) but like this used to be the way to play online games. You like dial into AOL, and they have these like you're you're, like typing. That's how I became like really good at typing. Um, So like games like Dragon Realms, Gemstone, those like eventually got me into like EverQuest and WoW, and that kind of like was the arc for me that actually ended up getting me into gaming. Um, I actually ended up working at a place called Curse as my first gaming job um, because I was like a raid leader of a guild in WoW, and a guy who some of you may know Jack Eddie and who from Cloud Nine. Mm-hmm. He he was at a he people. was at Curse as a sales guy. <laughs> he was in my guild. He was like our off tank and I was the raid leader. So he he was like, Hey, you know, like he he you knew I was looking to get out of finance and consulting and stuff. And so he was like, Hey, come come work curse. And so that would be the the arc, right? It all started from online tech space months. Yeah. That's it, where it all started. It,
1: is this is this guild like the hey, we're gonna be giants in esports someday guild? Was that what it was it was it the <laughs> called shot?
2: um we didn't it, it was it was it was definitely not a called shop it was fortuitous and there are a lot of people in there who who ended up being in the space somehow like you know i, I was i was working with like a, a company that like works on production and and some like some animation he was like one of our you know resto druids and so it was just like random he was, like hey i remember you way way back when you're that raid leader that used to yell at us and uh and i was like oh great yeah
3: <laughs> oh man I, I i just think that that's such a great way to build real life skills that are obviously transferable so like yeah. I, I guess what we learned from here is that if you play wow you might be able to become the director of esports at riot games uh one day <laughs> if you yell at the right <laughs> time, you gotta yell at the lesson that you have that
1: to I'm make learning. sure you target your yelling at the correct people and being able to <laughs> yeah, understand <exactly>. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's great Go ahead, bud. Oh, yeah. So uh, you talk about JRPGs, MMOs, that as being sort of an influence in, in regards to the gaming sphere, the w- gaming s- sphere, not spear, although the gaming sphere also kind of works in that, uh, in that uh, sense as well. But in terms of like influences and in, uh, in regards to people, is there anyone that jumps out uh, as, a, as a big influence in the gaming realm for you? Um, I
2: think day nine early on mm. like i was um i think sort of one of my first forays into like like esports actually mm-hmm. was starcraft right starcraft 2 yep. um and and uh and listening to like watching the day 9 daily yes. and hearing yep. some of his like inspirational stories mm-hmm. and just like his perspective on things and that just, like that just got me more into this concept of competitive gaming um you know before that i was of course like rpg mmo like pve blue server you know <laughs> kind of didn't didn't venture in the realm of like player versus player yeah. but um, but like day nine through Starcraft um, really got me into uh, this concept of like esports. it well, was at curse, and that eventually led me of course to to riot and I uh, mm-hmm. super fortunate to 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 be able to at that point, I think when I joined Riot, I something like two thousand five hundred games of league played, so
3: that was like a dream job just to even get to <laughs> to be a part of riot yeah. That, that is definitely, definitely awesome. <laughs> well, let's talk about your, uh, you know, we're getting to the present. We'll get to the nitty gritty <laughs> TFT stuff here in one or two questions. But what I always like to know is people who have been able to grow and climb up the ladder at companies like Riot Games is to kind of reflect on what your first couple days were like there. And when you sat down thinking about where you might end up going. So tell me about your first day at riot and kind of the feeling that you had and then kind of compare that to your current days of riot based off of, uh, you know, your new job title, uh, previously versus the first day. I think that's always really interesting, uh, to talk about the the evolution mm-hmm. someone goes through, uh, during their years at a company.
2: I mean, I, I definitely remember my first day at riot it was like, I was so excited again, <laughs> like I'd started playing league and beta and I had, 2000 plus games of league played. I'd watched like every single tournament. And so I was just so excited to come in and work on a thing that's near and dear to my heart. I mean, like my, my two loves are sports and video games. And so this is like, this is perfect. It was a dream job. Right. And so the, you know, I, I remember just being super nervous, like just a ton of imposter syndrome, like, Hey, should I be here? Like, am I good enough? Um, because I'd put like riot on this, on this pedestal and it was an awesome place. It, it was pretty small, but it's just, it, it's this pressure to like, you know, learn quickly, understand what, like, you're trying to do, like, meet a ton of people. I think it's even harder now with Riot being so large. Um, but also back then, we had about, like, one day of what we call Dnub, where people, like, come <laughs> into the company and learn about, how you know, learn about becoming a Riot. It was like, a one-day... Um, program. And I remember that was like a big deal. It was like a one day deal. Mm -hmm. Now there's like a week dedicated to it. You get to like, (laughs) you have tons of speakers and whatnot. So so I think that's an area that writes level up quite a bit. And just because it's so much more complicated for people nowadays, uh, you know, we're north of 2000 folks, 2000 writers. And so Mm -hmm. that's, it's just like a much more complex company to be in. But yeah, I just was I was super nervous, just, <laughs> you know, like I, I remember like there are a lot of people who've been in games my, their whole lives and True. I'd sort of been on the periphery, but like I, I'm an economics major. Like I did banking and consulting and finance and, um, and it, it sort of, I sort of really felt like I had to earn my, earn my place there. And I think, uh, I think we did that first year, like throwing worlds uh for the first time at the Galen center. Yeah. And when I think that was really when I was like, okay, cool like okay i i belong here like we're 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 going to be all right you know <laughs> it took a while though
1: yeah that's uh i mean just it's crazy to think back to those uh to those early times uh for sure but as many I'm sure many of the folks that are listening to a TFT to podcast are talking about <laughs> League. Oh, no, no, no. It, yeah booth trying to so talk important. about World of Warcraft and League. Like, get this I old
3: know. I think get it's this so old junk out of here okay about the origin story it informs the rest of your decisions no right? I so,
1: am uh, on no, the periphery no. I'm a millennial <laughs> pushing Zoomer okay even though I'm going to be I'm going to be an official
3: Boomer of I'm going
1: to be an official okay. Boomer in a month and one day official esports boomer that is um i want new i want brand new dlc content i want microtransactions. i want the new thing i want it yesterday okay i don't want any of this legacy stuff i want new stuff and i want new information boop okay none of these right, let's do it none of these ps2 games that you're talking about um <laughs> we want to talk about tft of course and the competitive scene for tft obviously Uh, at the onset of uh, Galaxies, you uh, were at the Galaxies Invitational and gave a little, little, little tidbit of uh, some information uh, moving forward. And we also, uh, obviously now know more about the uh, uh, Liquid event, of course, brought to you by Jersey Mike Subs and the Cloud (laughs) Nine event as well. Um, but you know. Right now, the competitive scene is a mix of, you know, we're just starting to get that more official Riot stuff, and we've obviously seen, like, Giant Slayer events and other third-party events, Cruise Invitational, things that um are, are going on in in the scene. Where do you, from where you're sitting, um, Waylon, where do you see competitive TFT moving forward?
2: Sure. I, I think that this, this is our first foray of just, like, let's just establish a foundation of, what does competitive TFT look like? Like the, mm-hmm. the galaxies for us is okay. Like in the past, we've had some tournaments, but like what if, what if we can at least put an anchor, have some sort of championship and then allow for a community to kind of build up, build around it, um, give more meeting to some of the community events that are out there and try to like work in partnership to, to activate the community to do that. And so I think that, galaxies is like okay great can we can we just go through and crown a champion like can we can go through the process of of having like giving um you know masters grandmasters plus like challenger players Mm -hmm. the chance to to play with higher stakes can can it all ladder up to something and we can crown a champion and and our hope long term is to really expand kind of like poker just like broaden the event make the main event bigger Mm -hmm. allow more people to take their shot Mm -hmm. um you know we think that that's that's something that I think is is sort of at least that's my dream, you know. I think mm-hmm. you know, Mark's been on and he's talked about poker as well, like that. A lot of that's an inspiration for us in terms of the direction. So we hope that with better tools, with more tournament organizers getting experience in the scene, throwing TFT events, we can actually have more than you know, we can have tens of thousands or maybe hundreds mm-hmm. of thousands of people playing in a tournament mm-hmm. over the course of multiple weekends. Maybe you can like buy back in, like mm-hmm. w- like we want to explore that um and and sort of bring competitive tft to the masses um but like for for galaxies it's like let's let's do the core of what esports is all about like let's make sure we find one of the best and or the best Mm -hmm. tft player for galaxies and and that's going to be our goal and we'll build on each of the sets successfully
3: Yeah, so you're setting the foundation of the pyramid, right? I I use this analogy all the time because I think a lot of people try to start building their pyramid at the top at the results. But if you start at Mm -hmm. the point, it'll just fall over, right? So Mm -hmm. it seems like you're just building that foundation out uh, to let the world kind of expand on its own. But Mm -hmm. something that you did bring up that I find really interesting is the poker analogy. Because a lot of people have brought it up uh, as to poker might be a really good way to kind of – a good model to model some TFT esports off of. Are you talking more in the sense of the number of people that participate in the main event? Or like, uh, you know, there's different bracelets that you can get. There's like Seven Card Stud, Texas Hold'em. Mm-hmm. Um, or is it all of that? Are you are you kind of thinking about it in that way? Or is it just a participation type of model or, that you're
1: thinking Or, or right is it that uh Norman Chad should be a caster for uh for TFT? <laughs>
2: <laughs> i wouldn't mind giving norman a shot um but but i but no i, I think that if you look at, it at the base the base level right like the the comparison the reason we draw those comparisons are that you have eight in in a tft match you have eight mm-hmm. individual threats like eight stories happening at the same time there is some degree of like shared goal of of units and sort of each game takes on a life of its own similar to a poker table and and we think that like poker right it's it's a skill-based game but there's randomness involved mm-hmm. and so like in, in that sense um at its core could we could we draw from some of these parallels mm-hmm. to to either create a broadcast experience around it that sort of mirrors poker and there's many ways you can do that right we either live or live to tape and post edited there, there's many approaches to mm-hmm. that but also from a participation standpoint um well, I think one of the cool parts about poker is it's it's this widely accessible game right mm-hmm. like you know what i can i can buy in the main event i'm not gonna win i'm not even close to winning <laughs> but i might get a, i might hit a hot streak and like advance past the table or advance the day yeah. too and i think that that's one of the things that um it would be cool to sort of in that sense bring that sort of democratization and the, the ability to just sh- take your shot mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. to to a lot of the TFP players even the ones who aren't challenger master i think i think mm-hmm. that's one of the cool things about tfd um so so in that sense look if there's variance maybe we could do bracelets in, in different style <laughs> games but i think it's mostly about coverage type and structure
3: Mm-hmm. yeah because uh my initial thought was you can make it like something like galaxies each galaxy can have its own event or something but of course yeah <laughs> that's me starting at the top of the pyramid uh <laughs> but you know it, and it's so funny that you're talking about the everyman right because what is competitive tft is it for the the top level players is it for the streamers it's really for everybody and one of the best poker stories there was was chris moneymaker coming out of nowhere when in the yep. biggest pot in the history at that point in time and you know it, it's even like racehorses is like secretariat coming out of nowhere uh, as well. So that kind of model does really well in, in in this field. So something speaking of models, though, that I'm really interested in is kind of that debate of the casual esporting experience, kind of like some old Twitch rivals events were, versus something like Giant Slayer, which is pretty hyper competitive, uh, without any of that the extra bounties and the shenanigans going on in between uh, some of the personalities. Mm-hmm. Are you guys mm-hmm. just kind of practicing? like practicing or trying a bunch of things out and seeing what sticks is the community going to kind of decide what they like to hear. Um, uh, What are your personal thoughts on something like this? Because this is definitely a debate that's been rampant in the TFT community. And I think there's good points on both sides.
2: Certainly. I, I think that if you look at the first couple of sets, I mean, we, we, we went with the streamer influencer route Um, more because, you know, we wanted to, that was just finding a vehicle through which we can test the broadcast. Mm -hmm. Like what does a TFT broadcast even look like? Mm -hmm. Um, and so we wanted a way to get visibility onto that and to bring meaning and, and, and by the way, like a lot, you know, a lot of people tuned in and therefore, like, I think that's Mm -hmm. partially because of the fact that they, they know who's competing. Yeah. I actually think that'll be a big challenge. For like truly competitive Mm -hmm. TFT, is if you don't know who's actually competing, right? We know who Chris MoneyMaker is now, but when Chris MoneyMaker was competing, he was his dude named Chris, right? right? Um, super cool name, but like just (laughs) a dude named Chris. And so I think that'll be one of the challenges we actually have Mm -hmm. to overcome as we shift from a okay, let's try this with the streamers that you know and love to. In a, in a merit-based system, which is what the, the Galaxy system really is intended to be, how can we ensure that it's still something a fan wants to tune in and watch? Because, you know, otherwise the system is literally serving just a t- tiny sliver of the people who play. Mm-hmm. We, we ideally also want TFT to be uh, a, a competitive format and experience for fans to tune in and watch because they find it interesting. And so that'll be on us to do a lot of storytelling. Ideally, that's on... Um, you know, community to create events that, that allow for names to sort of bubble up to the mm-hmm. top. So you kind of see, see those people coming. But um, I think, I think, you know, our, our intention really is to try to have this be merit-based and accepting the risk, try to offset it with really good broadcast coverage, good storytelling, like, you know, shoulder programming and and ideally building systems of tournaments so that you see these folks coming and they can actually begin to build some notoriety even before mm-hmm. they get to a championship.
1: Yeah, that is definitely, it, it's a very fine line to walk because, like, I mean, a, a good example is, is someone that's in our community, Sphinx. He just topped forward the, uh, the Giant Slayer event and an amazing player. He's at the top of the ladder all the time. He's in a lot of those games, but he's like, he's just starting out streaming. So he's not a Skara Way more people know who Scarra is than Sphinx, but if I had to pick one to win the tournament, I know who I'm picking. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and it's yeah. not Scarra, sorry. Uh, but <laughs> I don't think Scar would pick Scar Humility is a great thing to have. He's, he's smart enough to not do that. But um, So to take it a, a little bit of a step back, TFT obviously is an auto battler. And if you asked any of us what an auto battler was to, even two years ago, you would say, um, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, yeah, because what? that doesn't exist. So yeah. what, what has it been like building out, you know, not just the game itself, but the, the esports and the, uh, you know, the community around a, a, essentially a brand new game format?
2: It's been challenging, invigorating, humbling, all of <laughs> these things, right? I mean, we, we as, I, as I kind of mentioned, like we, when we're building League, we had the chance to see what MOBA coverage is like, what Mm -hmm. what community was doing before even coming to Riot and starting our own thing. And this is sort of like everyone's solving a puzzle collectively. Um, And it's been cool to see, you know, like, and we'd also don't, we know that we don't have the tools necessary to, to do the job. Right. And, and so everyone has to be creative. I think if you look at the Liquid Galaxy event, which by the way, super cool name um mm-hmm. but like they had they had sort of they use like sort of i, I believe these like discord bots in some ways mm-hmm. to like try to auto like run a tournament because running things at scale is hard um but overall it's it's one of these things where you you want to kind of throw out what you know um mm-hmm. and you you try to look at what are some of the adjacent like of like experiences so with tft we we're like well it kind of feels a little bit like poker kind of feels a little bit like you know, magic or hearthstone or like Mm -hmm. a card game Um, kind of feels in some ways like uh, a BR because you're Mm -hmm. sort of whittling, you know, whittling people down and it's, of like, you know, they're separate threads trying to go. So then, okay. Knowing these sort of like things, what could be a mix of them? Where do we explore? And you have to be okay trying and failing with certain things. Like I believe when we, we like interwove TFT into the all-star game or the all-star event with league of Mm -hmm. legends that was met with very mixed feedback right and Mm -hmm. so we learned a lot there we have to be like okay cool that didn't work let's try something else Mm -hmm. so uh i think from a product like management mad scientist perspective we love it (laughs) um but but also like it's sometimes frustrating because i think a lot of people expect us to sort of know exactly what to do we move quick get it right nail it and it's like oh man we want to do that too but but you know it it's like it takes time to to set it all up and to try Mm -hmm. things and um so the galaxy is our first attempt at it it's very likely that the next set will look somewhat different and then Mm -hmm. we're going to like iterate and iterate and iterate and iterate. And so, um, you know, keep the feedback coming and, uh, and we will, we we promise to not get it right every time, but we're going to try our best and we promise to when we not get it right, (laughs) we'll, we'll, we'll learn from it and we'll, we'll iterate quickly. Um, so yeah, it's, it's an exercise in humility, I guess is the best way to explain it.
4: Yeah
3: um i should have used uh, i promise to be right some of the time in my wedding house <laughs> um, that is, that's perfect if you're supposed to um, keep your promises but okay <laughs> <laughs> um no um so uh, one thing i think uh, is we do talk about some frustrations that i think the community has been waiting for for a while and you know i it's think coming. the number one yeah this question was gonna happen no matter what um What's going on with spectator mode and Mm -hmm. data tools to go along with helping people uh, run and potentially scale events up in the future? Uh, We we were told that it's going to be coming after Galaxies. It's been a little bit now, but do you have any more information on whether that spectator tool is coming soon, TM, or is it something that we're going to wait for just to make sure it's right?
2: Yeah, I I I think that so for those of you who are wanting a date, I'm sorry, I don't I don't I don't have that. There's no breaking. (laughs) All right, cancel
1: the interview. Um, It was useless. I wasn't even recording. I just I haven't even been recording. I just wanted to get the answer to that.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I I I think the key is just knowing that like, look, the toolkit for tournament organizers is not where we want it to be, or not where it should be. Um, you know, custom lobby, spectator mode, APIs to like get people in and out of games Mm -hmm. and report report results. Like these are these are things that we know are needed. Um, to especially chief the goals we want to achieve with, with Galaxies, or not Gal- galaxy TFT in general, mm-hmm. we want to like have it be more accessible, have it be easier to run larger events. Um, what's been cool though, is that like, well, one of my main points of contact uh, is Dax and he's, he's uh, the, you know, the product product person on uh, TFT and he's, he's leading that team. And uh, he and I have been working just really closely and he knows, he knows that how important it is he lets me know that it's on the roadmap um, you know, we have a rough idea of like, hey, when can it be delivered? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't want to speak for Dax because <laughs> I think he'd kill me. Uh, but but the, fa- the fact of the matter is, like, I think it's important to know that, like, we know the team who's developing this, who's, who's, who's signing up for the work, mm-hmm. understands that this is important. And there is a commitment to try to build towards to build towards that and to get it done. Um, but when, when is always a, a challenge, mm-hmm. right? Because I think that you guys speculated that, like, getting mobile out was a huge priority for us. Um, I think it's been a, a a really good thing for the game. Uh, mm-hmm. I myself play on an iPad uh, when I when I attempt to exercise here in home <laughs> quarantine and, and like I'm biking on my like bike and trying to like you know like reroll quickly. Um, but uh, but but we look we we know ultimately that the the ecosystem will be capped uh, and there's only so much creativity without some of those baseline tools. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. um, we we are trying to prioritize them as best as possible. And I'm an in, in evangelist. I just. If he, if, if Dax gets me on Slack, he
3: knows that I'm going to be like, Oh, by the way, how's the, uh, how's coming, buddy? You know, and so, so he's sick of me. Good. It's like, uh, your report card. What's your report card uh, coming yeah. in, uh, <laughs> uh, buddy.
1: Okay. So we are unfortunately right at the end of time, but it wouldn't be a little legends podcast interview without asking the most important question. Magus, what is the best tasting little legend?
2: Well, as you can see from this board here, actually, for those of you at home, uh, you, you can't see. But I have a, I have a whiteboard here. I've been trying to try to think. You know, like, do you go with the the type of little legend? You know, you go like, oh, like, do you do the, the Fula? because it's pork? You know, for <laughs> yeah, those of yeah, you, yeah, if, if, if you go squid because like that's an ooh, underrated uh, underrated yeah, type of thing. Very so, true. Look, I, I'm I'm gonna have to go with a fastball. I'm, I'm a pretty simple guy. I think the extra spicy feather night, which is basically just KFC yes. with some with some like seasoning on it mm-hmm. would be, num- would be number one. And I'd say like a close second would be fire, ca- firecracker Fuwa with the, uh, mm-hmm. with like the, the extra delicious spicy pork. <laughs> be my thing. Um, but there's so many good options. I think that was actually that <laughs> my conclusion is that, you know, it's, it's hard to be wrong within the sphere of like,
3: you've yeah. got fruits, sugars, mm-hmm.
2: You've got like spice. They've done a good job of giving some stuff. I want I want like a mort alternative, like a like a mort dog little legend alt like, <laughs> like spicy Pugma thing. Yeah, 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 it's yeah. Mort. You know, like look in um, some cultures it's acceptable. So, um, yeah. so
3: yeah. in all cultures it's acceptable to love mort. Um but, but the, <laughs> the, the the funniest thing for listeners at home um is on the board it says seasoning question mark and that is that is cracking me up for some reason. <laughs> um, I mean <laughs>
2: For seasoning, it's all about, you know, for food, is all about the seasoning, right? True. And so true. So that's that's kind of where I, I yeah, landed. That's true. It's my,
3: um, it's my dream t-shirt to have a Last Supper drawing with Mort in the middle and, like, various TFT people around him and all the characters, but all the food is little. Is little- <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, first- I mean, I'll be one of your first customers. <laughs> all right. Sounds good. That's motivation
1: yeah, I needed. We, we might just have to get that done. But that is, unfortunately... The end of our time here. But fortunately, we had a really great conversation here. Magus, thank you so much for coming on the show. The the floor is yours. Sell out, shout out, whatever you like. Uh, you've got uh you've got the floor.
2: I just want to say thank you guys for for having me on here and to everyone who's who's listening. I'm it's it's just uh it's cool to be part of this uh community. Um uh, and uh, and I just want to also thank everyone who's just like, you know, wants to play TFT, watch TFT. Uh I, I myself am an avid player. I, I enjoy it. I hope that um hope that people hit me up on, on Twitter for feedback. Uh I think that, you know, it, it's not gonna be again, it's not gonna be perfect, it's not gonna be smooth, but we are we are sort of solving this 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 TFT puzzle together. And so the more feedback that you all can give us, uh we're always listening and we uh we promise to try to understand and, and react and and do the best we can and, and try harder the second time. So uh yeah, just wanna say thanks and uh, couldn't be more excited about where tft is going it's uh it, it's something that's like really it's, it's just a great time to be to be at riot having so many games mm-hmm. and uh mm-hmm. tft is just like it's near and dear to my heart
1: yeah well can't, i can't put it any better than that again thank you so much uh magus for coming on the show uh for those listening in twitch chat we'll be right back just in a little bit thanks guys there's no shortage of action going on at our exclusive partner, Bet Online. NASCAR is back and Bet Online has hundreds of other games, events, esports, and sports to get in on. You can still bet on simulated NFL, NBA, and UFC events 24 7. Or you can participate in a $10,000 Madden Bracket Challenge, a March Madness style NFL simulation tournament, or you can enter for free. And coming up next Sunday, Ben Online has ex Chicago Bulls Horace Grant, Bill Carter, and Craig Hodges joining them to discuss the Michael Jordan documentary on what they're calling After the Dance. Visit BetOnline.ag and use the promo code BLUEWIRE to receive your new welcome bonus and check out all the action. BetOnline, your online wagering solution.
3: Guys, looking
1: to last longer and go a few extra rounds? Get to Bluetooth.com. Bluetooth.com has the first ever chewable that brings your performance in the bedroom to another level. They've got the same active ingredients that are in Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. And since they're chewable, they work faster. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. Plus, you don't need to go to the doctor's office or spend time waiting in the pharmacy line. Blue Chew's online physician is free of cost, and once approved, your order ships straight to your door in a discreet package. Here's a great deal for you guys. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first order free when you use promo code BLUEWIRE. Just pay five dollars shipping again. BlueChew dot com promo code BLUEWIRE. Welcome back, everyone. Hope you guys enjoyed the break. Um, man, boop. That was just a just an awesome interview. Waylon is a, a really cool guy, and uh, I wish we had more time. But uh, I think I think when the, when the time comes, he'll he'll come back on. When there's when there's some exciting, new exciting stuff to talk about, we'll get him, we'll get him on, maybe for a full hour, maybe just another half. Well, hour. um, five. he
3: he, okay, you know, no leaks. These are our private conversations, but he did say he'd like to come back on again. So we'll, I mean, uh, we'll find. I I,
1: I, I I was trying to just allude to that, but
3: <laughs> no leaks. No, no leaks.
1: leaks, but here's a leak. <laughs> <laughs> it's like not um, to be an asshole but immediately uh <laughs> so i'm such a professional that. <laughs> hey it's our show we can do whatever we want um
3: <laughs> toys our show yeah let's do it yeah
1: yeah um so you know you see? <laughs> yeah see yeah do i have the oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah see yeah we're here in the radio theater lab okay i'm not doing that um He brought up horse racing. I was going to go into a whole thing about that, but I had to (laughs) hold back my bits. Um,
3: Yeah, so why don't we take some time to kind of (laughs) like... Actually talk about TFT? (laughs) No, and uh, and talk about what he said, um, because there is actually something that he brought up that I really, really want to talk on, because I see this as an issue in a variety of gaming spaces, Mm -hmm. is the fact that people don't think the devs know right like we want a spectator mode or Mm -hmm. they don't know that certain metas suck right um or that they don't know because you you just heard wayland say it right he is an avid player right and he's constantly poking about the spectator mode but releasing a rushed spectator mode is not in my opinion as good as releasing a finished product right Right. And in the world of gaming finished product unfortunately is a loose term um but i think for riot like we (laughs) hashtag beta (laughs) <laughs> right. Um. They <laughs> they don't want to release something that is going to fall apart and require even more right. work. Um, and and going to
1: have bad press, bad PR. People are going to yeah, complain about it. Exactly. People are going to bitch and, and moan about it. Yeah.
3: Won't have tournaments. But I think the thing that I really wanted to react to mostly about everything is the fact that you know I hear a lot of people being like, "Oh, the devs are dumb. They don't know what they're doing." And well, I think sometimes it can be frustrating uh with what you want not being there. Um. We have to acknowledge the fact that Riot Games is Riot Games. They Mm -hmm. started with, they literally had one game for what nine years, right? And it was, and they created an entire empire off of one game on esports. They know what they're doing right it might feel slow it might feel like they're not listening sometimes but i think some it's good for us to assume that they are hearing us and that they do know that we're waiting for spectator mode Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like that's that's it's becoming a little bit frustrating recently uh yeah it's not just tft like i've heard it oh it's all over the place like three or four different games at
1: this point so i i I see both. I I understand at least the mentality of both sides. So I think a lot of people have either lingering feelings or a sour taste or whatever from league in the past. Um, At least that's just what I'm getting from being, you know, coming into this TFT slash league community essentially as a newcomer, not even really having having had played league since a lot of the people that play League now are even born, or like you know, like I mean, they definitely were born, but like they didn't play when I played, right? I played way back, um, and uh, so I came into the community relatively new, and and I come in and I'm basing it literally, I'm basing all of my thoughts on Riot, on TFT, on all of their stuff, based on what I've experienced, which has essentially been TFT at the time, TFT exclusively with Mort Dog at the helm, and. Mort being super open and super like communicative and open to feedback and actually streaming all this stuff so i'm like oh i when people are like oh well they're not saying anything about spectate mode it's like well actually if you go into mort's stream he said it multiple times that they're working on it and like the mobile thing and like every time i say that people are like oh well but i mean they they haven't released a statement it's like yeah but like what do you want them to say it's not ready if like <laughs> do you think that they have it and it, it's not
3: <laughs> like, they're just keeping it secret. They're just keeping it uh, secret, but- or they
1: honestly think that it's not, like, I guess I could see, like, them lying there about is- it if, if it, like, wasn't there actually a priority.
3: It- of uh acknowledgement that i think people just naturally seek for um so right or, or like after just like i have concerns oh okay you heard it I, like because the opposite end of the equation is true like say you're like learning a skill and you realize that you're pretty good at something mm-hmm. but someone who you consider better is like you are good at this all of a sudden you're like way more confident because you're right. like you your skill has been acknowledged that what you're doing is right, that what you're thinking right. is the right way. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think that's where I th- a lot of frustration comes from is that we've heard, Oh, we're working on it. Right. But maybe what people want is what are you working on? Like what are some yeah. of the systems that you're thinking about? Um, and as a product that's probably evolved over time, mm-hmm. you also don't want to over promise something. Right. right? And because this has actually happened in development uh, where I used to work in themed entertainment working for Disney, Mm -hmm. where we kind of promised something, like a feature um, that Ended up not being necessary and mm-hmm. just a huge waste of time. Mm-hmm. Right. And you want to avoid that, right? Because time equals money in their company, mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. But in the end, I think uh it was really great to hear him say, like, we're working on it and acknowledging that, you know, we've yeah. heard all of this um and that he is also poking the person in charge, right? Doesn't to really yeah. speak for him. It's all respectful. But um, I really, really liked hearing that yeah i just wanted to speak on it just a little bit extra because it's Mm -hmm. something i've been personally frustrated about um recently uh with some other communities that i'm a part of and again like you said they 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 have a point it's just i hope they're thinking about the fact that these are smart people here and i think it's safe to assume that your concerns have probably been thought of yeah um and if not then that's where i think you know the feedback is appropriate feedback is always appropriate, but I don't think it's anything to get your like Jimmy's Russell.
1: Over. Yeah. I, I, so I think another part of it is it's, it's extrapolation on the part of the community um, that I think is probably just based on, and I'm saying ignorance, not in like a derogatory way, but like ignorance as in just not having information or not understanding or knowing about a certain thing. It's like, okay, uh, league of legends has a spectator client. Okay. TFT is in the league client. Therefore, TFT should have spectator client. That is the at least logical progression that people are going through. And it's, I think, just a, a lack of understanding of how that works. I don't know how it works. But I'm instead of being like, oh, well, well why the heck isn't this on? I'm saying, oh, there's probably I, I guess maybe maybe I'm just putting too much. I'm giving too much benefit out to the developers and be like, oh, the reason that it's not is, there.
3: I think there is. is there a is time some limit. reason. this argument sure right like if they're if it's been like six months and they're like it's technically still after galaxies um right then then we can be a little pissed off right especially if they make it to their world event without a spectator so like like, that's not gonna happen right but i'm just saying that's that's where i'm gonna start getting upset as of right now i'm gonna hold judgment until i see Spectator mode, right, right, and see what that's like, and then give feedback as to what it needs, what kind of stats uh right. are necessary, and contributing in that way. Because mm-hmm. I don't think contributing, contributing anger. I think there are times where it is appropriate. Well, contributing
1: um, feedback, I think, and and yeah. anger if it is warranted. But if I don't. If
3: it's warranted,
1: yeah, because because like that is the other side of it. Is like, oh well, spectator mode hasn't come out in eight months or whatever. It's like, well. We actually wanted it we act i think what that communicates is that it it's one of it's one of two things either it for whatever reason is that complicated and technical of a implementation that it just couldn't be done, which I think is unlikely, or the other thing that it says is that they um and by they i mean riot and the team uh misunderstood how much we actually value it and they improperly uh weighted how important that feature is Mm -hmm. so our the feedback of the community is absolutely um essential um and i don't think i know myself and 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 neither you boop are saying oh well don't give riot your feedback it's don't complain incessantly and toxically
3: uninformed feedback right think Think about it first think about
1: it from the other perspective for a second um that's all that we ask i mean and at the end of the day i don't really care like i don't work for riot you can you can complain to riot all you want i don't think it's gonna help but that's my
3: (laughs) blev i you don't know the equation of complaining equals faster and I know my thus, husband loves it. And
1: thus a Karen was born.
3: Uh, <laughs> Did you hear that? Did you hear? That it? that little complaint in the room. That was the sound wait. Man, manager Manager. Manager. <laughs> I'd like to speak manager. to your manager.
1: Ha, what? jokes on you. We I don't work in the same building anymore because of COVID nineteen. <laughs> and I brought it way um, back down. But way back. We can bring it way um, back up by talking about some <laughs> positives
3: yeah uh and i think one just to kind of put a pin in it he was super cool um excited to have him on the show again whenever Mm -hmm. uh, we're all ready to get together um for another podcast date Mm -hmm. um but everything man i just love it when people can speak like the way he speaks if that makes sense like with passion and with intent and with care right like it, i mean
1: who thought. else what whiteboarded the answer to what's the the tastiest little Seasonings? legend i
3: mean, question mark that that is a part on the inside i was literally laughing that
1: blows it out of the water because it's like yeah the little legend uh i guess t- the little legend type is only one part of the equation do you want pork chicken water <laughs> cat <laughs> the second layer is the seasoning <laughs>
3: it is we've not he unleashed a whole new meta wow Uh, uh, a
1: brand new meta of eating little legends i just hope yeah i i I just want a i just want a nod in one either in in one of just something i mean i feel like the the tutti frutti squink and the donut squink is that's that's got to be a nod to eating little legends right it's got to be I'll give you which I'll give you which uh, I'll give you one guess as to which one of the little legends is water and I'll give you a hint. It's the base one called River Sprite.
3: (laughs) I actually use it like ironically sometimes like, oh, I've never played the game. And it's like, oh, well, everyone else has this. Never mind.
1: You got to use it's the like Why, why do you?
3: Why, why do you like? Why do people come up with those narratives in their attack heads? Me, right? I'm like, sorry, like...
1: Bevy. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to attack. I mean, I kind of did, but I didn't mean it to be as effective as a, of an attack. <laughs>
3: it's critical hit. Critical um, failure on my part. Uh, but yeah, like uh, I loved it. Um, mm-hmm. But something else I love, like you said, is our boy Sphinx. Yes, I believe is my favorite
1: Sphinxy boy. Yes, Sphinx is your favorite. Did you? Did you make the?
3: Oh no, not yet. I don't know actually how. To... Okay, let me I'll I can do, it do it right after the pod. Okay. Um, can you make it What color? Right. <laughs> you know it's pink. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> Sphinx
1: is Boob's favorite.
3: Yep. Uh, and the reason and... why? Yes. Is because he finished the highest uh, of the podcast participants uh, at the cruise invitational. Dose. Um Gangly, I think, was pretty was pretty strong in that tournament. Uh, he had one of uh, he had a fine performance on Space Jam, but unfortunately, second mm-hmm. is still not my favorite. um as sphinx is also my favorite because this is so cool we're gonna we're gonna be like little papa papa bears to sphinx real quick um because he was one of the first participants in game night one of the first people in the discord and it's like so cool to see this player who uh, i think our community and uh, i i know we have thought has been one of the best tft players Mm -hmm. period like full stop and unfortunately just didn't have that streamer following i think to get initially noticed but But he's getting there he's getting there he He hit 50 uh, subs today yeah that's good stuff right and one good cool thing about tft i remember being like well what are we going to do with these people who might leave in legends rude terror are we going to have tft personalities and i think sphinx is actually becoming one of those um kind of like native tft Mm -hmm. personalities and the other thing about the community is um in terms of rating in terms of like sharing links the tft community loves helping other tft streamers, and Mm -hmm. i'm really really happy to see uh a lot of people are in our community, just not not just Sphinx, but even on some other games now, yeah. right? That maybe joined our community as TFT and then are making some content for mm-hmm. other games like Valorant or Legends of Runeterra, mm-hmm. right? Like it's just so cool to see these people grow in their careers, and I'm really excited to see uh, what Sphinx is going to be able to do in the new Giant Slayer series. Yes. It's gonna be amazing.
1: Sphinx did uh, qualify for GSS two uh which is really awesome and it was really cool. Giant Slayer did, you know, let the the GSS one was invitational based, which I think was cool. Was was a great way to do it. This uh upcoming season it, it was um it was qualifier based. So a bunch of players got to play and uh in EU and NA the top uh the top eight from both qualified. So we had on the EU side we had Sunny Lou, uh, Carver Crevar, Kravar, Dark Hydra, Higa, Gunmay, uh, Desic, Lev Levdi, and uh, you need. And on the NA side, we had uh, Aegon in a Sphinx coming in at number three. Nature's BF, Crowan, cutting as hard, Caune, and Tien or Tien, uh, rounding out the last. Yeah, eight.
3: Sphinx beating the legs of Grand Vice, K3 Soju, Jinxed. Yeah. Yeah. um it's your boy beastie and Becca, yeah Becca. Um, yeah, and Becca. I mean... so and, and finishing ahead of natures and Crowin and Keyune. um yeah. like these are all tft names and sphinx yep. plays against these guys and gals all the time and yep i'm so excited to see him finally get the recognition he deserves get casted by the likes of of doha and who and frodan um is who did it last season yeah. maybe excoundrel moving forward because he's doing some of that stuff too um i'm so excited for all of these people same thing with uh guys like natures uh yeah. who are like the lobby too not uh just like the fight night rising people yeah yeah right that are getting their chance and i hope they they take it i will never forget natures getting two gangplanks. planks at, <laughs> i think was it round six or round four or something like wow. that. It was it, uh, it was something crazy like that. He he got Candy Lamb super early. Guy has some luck.
1: N- uh, Nature's has been around for a while too. He's another like TFT yeah person. He he I, I remember I he he was one of the ones he might not have been in the first, but he was definitely one of the ones that had one of the more popular uh Kasasodan guides on Reddit where he was literally like he was one of the ones that went like, okay, on round three one, do this. On round 3-2, do this. Between 3-3 three, three and 3-7, three, you're doing that like, like literally step by step, how to win with Kassin. Oh,
3: that was his That guide. was his guide. That's yep. Right. Yep. That's right. All these people who like I, you know about right. They've been putting people, in the time. Authors, right? Yeah. Like, they've been here the whole time. Right? Like, same yep. thing in Overwatch, same thing in other places, right? Yeah. It's like. A lot of these, uh, you know, contenders slash tier two players, right, have been here as long, if not longer, than some of the people who yeah. have been able to skip some steps. Rolf right? is in Overwatch League now. Finally. Um, uh, he started
1: playing I, Overwatch in 1986.
3: But um, they've been here the whole time, and it's so great to see their hard work. Um, people who work as hard as Sphinx and all yeah. these other guys and gals um, have their stuff pay off. Um, it's unfortunate that we do have to lose some players. Like Becca is probably my favorite TFT streamer, um, and I'd love to see her compete a little bit more. But uh, you know, yeah. at least she's got her. She's got her stream. It's uh, a. Yeah. It, it, it's. Um. So and you get the whole thing now. You get the competitive side. You got the streamer side. You got. You got yeah. The whole sandwich. I.
1: You know, and I think another thing that was touched upon in the interview that is not really thought about from the community standpoint, because it's like that next level. And as a fan, you don't care. You just want the best thing. And I don't care how it's done. Don't show me how the sausage is made. Just make me my sandwich, please. Um, The, the balance between streamers and pro players, because those two are, there is definitely overlap for sure um you know soju is is one of the bigger tft streamers but not the biggest um uh there there is some overlap but not always like just because you are a top player does not mean you're a top streamer and also like you the it's not like it says in tft uh it's like oh in order to be world champion you have to um you have to be a streamer like, you need to have a Twitch following to be a world champion. It's Like, nope, that specifically isn't there. And especially when you're talking about when you start bringing up the World Series of Poker and those other sorts of events, even like Magic the Gathering Grand Prix and whatnot. It's like, you don't, none of that matters. Like, you just need, like, those events, mm-hmm. if you're good and you win, you win. It doesn't matter how big your stream was. It doesn't matter how big your following is. And maybe this propels you into something, but, like, it doesn't have to.
3: One of the coolest things about the one time Dream DreamHack came to Denver, um was uh the hearthstone that, the tournament that they ran was an open tournament and mm-hmm. my buddy Bo, um who if members are still in the chat uh is one of my casting friends mm-hmm. uh in hearthstone not just casting friends best friend in real life uh as well uh went like six or seven and oh to start the day off and he had never been in a major tournament that way yeah. like how someone who uh, just a regular chair. joe schmo right go in it doesn't matter what rank mm-hmm. you are right because I remember making semis as a rank 19 hearthstone player yeah um, it's so funny because like I, I became rank five like a month later but my greatest success was at rank 19 I wonder what that <laughs> tells me um, but but yeah like that's the coolest thing and for him to say like thousands of people can compete one of the best things about open division and overwatch way earlier on was like hearing wow 1100 teams signed up yeah right and well it's a brutal brutal kind of tournament an open oh division tournament, yeah oh god right Those, um, i mean we just... wouldn't have gotten our first twitch rivals winner without an open tournament right we wouldn't have gotten our True. first uh female hearthstone uh winner at blizzcon without an open tournament right people who might have not ever gotten that kind of chance are now able to be put on the same yeah. playing field and i think it also really goes to show how good some of like the greatest game uh, players there are, Mm -hmm. whether it be an MTG or Hearthstone and now TFT where guys like Purple, guys like... You know, Orange and Hearthstone that are consistently Jack before he kind of fell apart. Um, <laughs> uh, consistently make it to the end of these tournaments, even in these open style tournaments. Yeah. Like it goes to show that it's a pretty balanced method. And there's no greater story than someone coming out of nowhere and taking the victory. And of course, yeah. Well, okay. Well, maybe he's sanctity of the game. Blah blah blah. Um, but in my mind, that's a better storyline than the same person winning every every single time. Right. Because I love yeah. basketball and I have a weird um, it's not weird. I actually really, really enjoy watching women's basketball. Um, I don't know if you've ever noticed, but I, I throw out a lot of um, stats about it. But we talk about U-Con- the
1: UConn women's basketball team a lot. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And I'm going to bring them up again because when a team <laughs> wins 88 times in yeah. a row. Right. And you just know UConn or Tennessee are going to win the NCAA women's championship for that time. It becomes less fun. So, uh, yeah. But, uh, it becomes more of, are you going to watch for them to lose or are you watching for another reason? Right. right. And I think it, when it comes to open tournaments and open divisions, um, it's just so fun um, to see these nobodies become somebodies all of a sudden mm-hmm. in one tournament when 200 K never do it again. Right. But oh, yeah. they still become a part of that game's history. And that's so damn cool.
1: Yeah. I mean, it, the, the the whole you know chip in a chair slogan it resonates for a reason right like anyone can win this i mean that's part of the fun of it it's not chess you're not going to beat uh magnus carlson i'm sorry average person listening to this show you're not going to beat them um it's like turns out turns out that like all these like chess grandmasters listen to the show and like i've beaten carlson i've beaten carlson 58 times I, i doubt it but um like that's sort of the beauty of of a, po- a game like poker, a game like TFT, a game even like Magic, where like there are varying levels of like skill expression in those games for sure. And like, yes, in the long run, we see the top players coming out coming out ahead, winning more events, being you know net positive in terms of of winnings and whatnot. But in any given event like you just need to chip in a chair um and that's really exciting the 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 other side of it is like for the world series of poker now it's established and like especially in like you know 2003 i think i think it was 2003 was the year money maker no one knew who MoneyMaker was but people knew what the world series of poker was and this was the first year it was like on espn and really um pushed in the way it was and then that sort of grew the sport and propelled the sport into the mainstream mm-hmm. much more. Um you need the the thing is like the World Series of Poker didn't start in 2003. World Series of Poker was going on in like the 50s or or, or like yeah the Golden least, Nugget. Yeah. At least like dozens or 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 it was going on for decades before that. I don't know exactly when it start, started but it was definitely decades. So like no one Going into two thousand three, no one cared about Chris MoneyMaker, but people cared about the World Series of Poker. You need to build out oh, that
3: it was Binion's Horseshoe Casino. Yeah, Binion's. it started in nineteen seventy.
1: Okay, so I was off by twenty years. But, um, I stayed at Binion's the one time I went to uh to um. Oh, no, I didn't. I stayed by Binion's. That's Old Vegas. Uh, I definitely recommend you go to Old Vegas instead of staying on the Strip. By the way, it's much cheaper. Um, but um, I forget what is that street called. I forget. It doesn't matter. It's completely irrelevant. Um, Fremont? Fremont Street. Yes. Uh, it's a great... It's it's a fun touristy place. Uh, you need from... A, you know, obviously, from Riot's perspective and from, you know, the eSport in general's perspective, you need to build up the allure of that and the popularity and the, the watchability and whatnot of the sport before you go in to the, the like, watchability of the top player. Like, no one... Like, does anyone know who the Michael Jordan of um High is right now? I don't.
3: <laughs> Whoa. Deep cut sixth grade gym sport right yeah. there. Yeah. By the way, I have <laughs> have seen like professional High li players. It's nuts. Oh, like, I believe it. Like, it's like kinda like handball right where the version you play at school is mm. not as brutal as oh the they yeah like sure game. sure goodness gracious anyway go on so
1: so the point i'm making is like and 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 you bringing that up it actually um solidifies the point like if you're watching like if you're at if you were at a professional highlight event i'm assuming that those exist i don't actually know in in probably non-us countries maybe a little bit in the u.s if you go to a a professional highlight event and you're super into highlight and like, uh, you know, you have a podcast about highlight, you're covering it, you're watching it, you love it. Like, yes, in your community, that is going to be huge. And like, you know, you know who that is. You know who that Michael Jordan is of, um, of highlight, but no one, you know, the, you need to build out the sport before you're like pushing, um, you know the 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 top players necessarily because like and in in in, in, a, in the case of esports and in, in the case of TFT like yeah you should be, you know i want to see the scaras the Beckas, the, the the twitch rivals invitees i want to see them in events now they should not get invites to the world championships and as we talked about with with megus before that's not what is happening um you know this event is to crown the best player but these promotional events these Twitch Rivals events these in, uh, you know new set invitational events i really think and this happened with other uh, this happened with other happens with other games too people really need to see those events for what they are they are not the we're crowning the best player here and we invited the 16 best players it's, we invited the 16 biggest streamers to promote the game it's a marketing yeah. event. It is not an. E- I mean, it is esports in the sense that it's competition and it's gaming. It is not esports in the sense that it is, um, crowning the best player. It's more of an all star game than it is. Uh, than not even an all star game, like an all star like side event promotional thing. Than it is. Uh, it's it's more like event.
3: the home run derby, yes, than yes. actual all star game, right? right and, and that's okay like that's the Absolutely. thing. Sp- a, a question that i didn't get to um that I, th- I i think it's okay for what we were talking about was is are these going to be run congruently with other events right yeah. are you going to lump legends of runeterra tft uh and what the future fighting game or something into like the yeah. blizzcon like experience right right Me being someone who loves going to conventions and I love going to BlizzCon, um, I would hope so, right? If you were to go to RiotCon and like the world championship, don't even joke about
1: that because I'm just so sad that it doesn't exist.
3: (laughs) Right. But like with all these new things, it can be run very similarly to BlizzCon, right? And I would love that. But the reason I ask is, you know, I kind of asked it with the poker question, and it's like, you know what? You guys just kind (laughs) of do what you want. Right? Like, yeah. we're going to have our events the way that we're going to do it our way, but, you know, I think they're open to seeing what other people are doing in terms yeah. of point systems, in terms of standings, yeah. and not just that, but also in terms of casting. There, no, there are mechanics in terms of esports, whether it comes to casting and participation mm-hmm. and audience participation that are there, that you need to kind of abide by. But with TFT, we're still learning, yeah. right? Um, we're still learning on what is the best way to watch tft is it yeah. with your streamer i was um reading a, a reddit thread about uh, the last giant slayer stuff and a lot of it had to do with the fact that they were watching certain streamers there really wasn't any comment on the mainstream right it was just on individual people so that you know that got me to thinking uh, about what this means for the competitive environment right we don't know right right Do people even want to listen to the casters i would hope so i would love to be a caster. well there w-
1: for what it's worth there right. were a lot of people in the main cast because that's where i was hanging out it was like yeah yeah, yeah 800 but 800 people at least
3: but that expands to you well does a tricast work? Right. Oh, what right. like does um something where you mix like six uh invitational or like four invites with you know streamers and well-known people mm-hmm. versus four ladder players, right? Like there's there's really cool things that you can mix and match when yeah. it comes to how this looks, but no one has yet decided exactly what this is. And while I think some TOs would love some guidance on how to best run and scale up these events, um I think you can take some liberties with how you specifically run Mm -hmm. your event on what that looks like based off of what you said, it's, you know, it's okay to just run the home run derby or it's okay to do the dodgeball tournament, right. For your family and friends. Yes. Um, Not every single tournament has to be high stakes and cast it super straight. Right. Right. Like,
1: yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I think that it not only does it not have to be, it is to the detriment of uh the esport in general if you uh over index for it too early timing is everything and imagine so and not to speak poorly of any of the top players and their presence in the community because i think that they're all great if 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 the first we i think we've had three three main twitch rivals events one of one of which was at twitchcon If those Twitch Rivals events, instead of it being Twitch streamers, big Twitch streamers and whatnot, and instead it was just we're taking the top sixteen players on ladder, those events would have sucked in terms of um, like any metric. They would have been the most competitive event at the time. But like thinking (laughs) about it, set one with like where no one knows anyone, no one knows anything. Um, you know, some players are probably massively better than others because they just like people. that would have been no one would have watched that event not a single well, person would have watched that event
3: you know as someone who's been in marketing too one of my biggest fears is like say i was unavailable for like a press release or something mm-hmm. and i had to send in like the intern and right. i'm like i don't know if he can interview right like imagine right. a group of 16 people <laughs> where you're like trying to get this game out right and you're trying to market this to to the best of your ability you get these interviews and they're like i like it we played good right right which which has its place in esports because i find all of those kinds of interviews fascinating and amazing a lot of that Um, is uh, on
1: how the interviewer can can handle it
3: yeah yeah but i'm gonna feel safer in terms of a marketing um advantage in terms of a um just like getting eyes on this type of thing right it's kind of the same thing as like my my very shiny pitch deck i would do on a lot of my like business dev presentations Mm -hmm. right like look at all these wonderful things and blah 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 right and we can try all this and you know we'll work through it as we go on right but um you know i think that's what a lot of these function and just because it's done one way doesn't mean it's going to be done that way again um and that was another really big thing that wayland talked about was we uh, lumped it in with the all-star game which i actually thought was a good idea <laughs> but apparently there were um a lot well, of people who didn't surprise and leak was, people like,
1: hate he, everything
3: um, <laughs> um including themselves a lot of the time uh because i know that's true for me uh but um no like to kind of go back to it it's like he said well we're gonna try something different right yeah. and to be flexible like that um with a new genre where they're pretty much going to determine what an auto battler e-sport right. looks like mm-hmm. um yeah uh valve could right maybe auto chess could but it's gonna be riot right Riot is setting the stage here and they yeah. need to do it right because they know the second that they start something right just like you know paladins to overwatch just like you know a lot of these other things uh coming out right after these popular things they're gonna have to maintain that position after everyone else joins them and they want to set themselves up and set that foundation Mm -hmm. that was music to my ears it's a lot of people speaking a lot of people forget about building that foundation they're just so worried about what the top of that pyramid is going to look like
1: Mm -hmm. yeah for sure well I think that was a nice little nice little post interview conversation there, Boob. I thought we got some we got some nice insights out of that,
3: yeah yeah, I mean, it's just so crazy that that was like what twenty minutes of questioning with Waylon? we got almost yeah, almost you know, forty the same amount. <laughs> yeah forty minutes of reaction, yeah, and um, I just love that the devs um the devs on t f t at least the ones that I have interacted with um just love the game too. Right. It's so hard to kind of like eat where you what you don't want to shit where you eat. Is that what it is? Right. Yeah. Where it's like, say you work at the Olive Garden and before you worked at the Olive Garden, you loved the Olive Garden. Right. And then after like a month at the Olive Garden, you hate the Olive Garden. Right.
1: Yep. Right. Like,
3: I think in gaming, it can be really similar. I think some of the burnout that we've seen in Overwatch has been um, very similar. Right and i don't think that's the case here at tft i think the people who are professionally playing it really love and enjoy the game are really passionate about it and aren't getting burnout quite yet set two was kind of hard in terms of just Mm -hmm. like opportunities not being there um but now that we're here at galaxies i don't really see a lot of the same i could be wrong but even yeah. like the discussions on the subreddit are super interesting to me mm-hmm. right like one of um one of the questions is is it is a diverse meta automatically equal a fun meta and i was like wait a second <laughs> you know i i have an opinion on that but i've never thought about it and uh um, yeah. just th- th- those are the types of things being asked on the subreddit not mm-hmm. like the devs are dumb. Yeah, um, we got to get you know more people out there. <laughs> blah blah blah. Well,
1: some people, you know? some people are certainly like that, but
3: not yeah, not, not the overwhelming. I think there's less less of them, and yeah, you know, Waylon being like, oh, I play during my exercise, right? It, 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 these guys play the game. They yeah. know what's frustrating about it. They know what the people yeah. want, mm-hmm. and that is exactly what's going to solidify my faith in that entire team more so than it already has been yeah um, because even when the patches have been bad right i understand the intention behind them mm-hmm. and i think that's the most important part i mean we
1: go through we go over literally every single patch note that comes out on the show and i don't recall a single time where we were like this seems really bad the only time that we even i think questioned it was like they're buffing NAR again Mm. It's interesting. <laughs>
3: we, we were right, by we the were way. We're 100 right time. about that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but oh man, that reminds me of Austo. I miss Austo. Austo, if you're out there somewhere, what, Yeah. Buddy,
3: what happened? What he, happened? He went.
1: He now? just played different games.
3: Yeah. Uh,
1: come back to us, Austo. We miss you, buddy. uh a, 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 a game night OG. But I think we'll call it there, guys. I hope everyone enjoyed the interview. I know we sure did. Um, but let us know in the comments section and in Discord what you thought again Discord.me slash little legends podcast that is the place to be you get uh to know uh know about us you also get to play game night on fridays i'm gonna be doing that uh this friday as well but boop any last minute stuff before we get going here
3: uh you can i am going to be announcing some news Ooh. um come june Ooh. But it's something that I'm going to be very excited about. Ooh! Um, we just got to finish all the all the right stuff, and uh, so cross look the out for that and announcement. The eyes. Yeah, or I say like <laughs> I started saying "heart the eyes." No, I literally got slapped by one of my friends the other day yeah. uh, when I, I were in the same time, time zone. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> cross your T's, heart your eyes. Nope. Oh man, don't you hate it? I sure um, do. Uh, yeah <laughs> um, and so i'm really excited about that so you're gonna be um and it's it is tft related so that, that's really 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 exciting um and then there's a second actually announcement that's also tft related that we we Ooh. get to do uh, uh, soon once we get Ooh. the okay uh, i wonder yeah, what that you're is gonna be seeing, you're gonna be seeing a lot more <laughs> boop uh, and a lot more blev and maybe a lot more both of us together Um, Ooh! You can also find me at source Rex on Twitter. Yeah, Um, but you can only follow me if you unfollow Podcast You first.
1: Go for it! I don't. I don't care about my Twitter. (laughs) Uh, But if if you you (laughs) care about my Twitter, follow me at the underscore Blevins. But you should just you should just go to the Discord. That's where all of our stuff is. Discord.me/slash Little Legends Podcast. It's the place to be. But. Thank you, everyone, for watching. Again, huge shout-outs to Riot and to Waylon for coming on the show and talking to us for a little bit. Really do appreciate it. But that's going to be it for Boop. I am Blevins, and we'll be back next week to talk about some more TFD. See ya!
4: mypatriotsupply.com